Nice work, everyone. All that and more awaits if you come see Godspell this May. Um, if we don't know each other, my name is David Annette. I get the great pleasure of working with the youth here at Knox. And um, I want to take just a moment to thank you all for being in worship with us and for all the support that you give our youth through everything that they do here at the church. I think I speak for all the youth when they feel like this is a real place where they can be themselves, where they can honestly uh, take that journey of faith with people that they know um, surround them with love and with caring. And so we thank you for being a part of that community for our youth. The theme today of Youth Sunday is Let Love Lead. And that is the theme of last year's Montreat Youth Conference. We decided to use that theme again because the students have spent kind of a year tossing around what they learned at Montreat and applying it to their everyday lives since then. And I have to admit, the first time I saw the theme, Let Love Lead, I thought, ah, I guess it's just kind of a straightforward theme, right? Like, of course we should let love lead. If we asked each other, should we leave with love, I think everybody in here would say, of course. But I think love, the word love, gets boiled down a lot of times to kindness, right? Let love lead. If you're at the grocery store, be kind to each other. If you're out and someone needs help, sure, offer help if you can. But when we really dug into the theme together, it became a little more complex. Let love lead. What does that mean in situations in our world today? Situations in a world that is so divided often. What does love look like in situations of sadness or grief? How do we let love lead as the church in places of oppression or injustice? This theme becomes more complex when we think of ways to let love lead, especially in ways in which letting love lead might mean that we have to become uncomfortable. We might have to leave situations that we are used to to show God's love to others who need God's love. And so that is the theme that we bring today to the congregation. We're going to hear from three of our seniors. First, Gabrielle Phillips, and then Nick Deck, and then Anna Carley. And I am so excited to hear what they have to share with you all today. Before they come, let us share a prayer together. O oh God, may the words of our mouths and the meditations in each of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. For you, O oh God, are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Good morning. My name is Gabrielle Phillips, and I am a senior at Walnut Hills High School. Let love lead. While writing this, I asked myself, what does letting love lead mean to me? The, answer, the easy answer would be to be kind to others, help and stand up for someone in need, offering an empathetic shoulder, and respect those who are different from you. But I learned in the past few years that life is anything but an easy answer. Life throws you curveballs and gives you five more questions to wonder after getting an answer for one question. So I made a promise to myself to honestly let love lead me, with the first step being to listen more. And not just more often, but also more intentionally. My past self would find this very difficult considering I love to talk and lead as a child. But I knew that if I really wanted to learn more about anything, 
truly let love lead, I have to listen. So far, I've discovered many things. Letting love lead is very hard. Letting love lead means forgiving the people who hurt me and praying for their happiness and not misfortune upon them. It means admitting I was in the wrong, asking for forgiveness, and learning from the lesson at hand. Letting love lead means I have to come to terms that I know absolutely, absolutely nothing and it's time for me to listen and to be humbled. I learned it's okay to ask for a hug when it seems like I'm spiraling out of control. That it's okay to ask for help because I cannot do everything even though I like to believe I can. I learned that I take for granted the time I have with the people that I love. That my ancestors and family have sacrificed so much for me to stand where I am today and be who I am. I learned that I have an army of people who love me and will support me and encourage me. That in order to understand someone else's viewpoint that is different from my own, I need to bite my tongue and ask them more about their views, beliefs, and opinions. I realized that because love is everywhere, God, therefore, is everywhere. By letting love lead, I have discovered that we are all more alike than we are different, much to the dismay of what society wants us to believe. I am learning more about my own faith and, have, and how to grow deeper in my relationship with God and Jesus by learning about other religions of cultures halfway across the world. By studying other cultures in my ethnic studies, I found that we all believe that we should have respect, honor, and love one another, even when one of us has to go home. By letting love lead, I don't feel alone anymore. By letting love lead, I am, I am learning how to be still and know that he is God. I am learning that I am loved, valued, and not a burden. I am learning that love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. And by letting love lead, I am still listening and learning, and I always will be. Thank you. Feels weird up here. <laughs> My name is Nick Deck. I have a name tag, if you forget it. Um, <laughs> fair warning, my, my writing is always a bit concise, so some of it might not be as long as some would want. My family and my church have always been the two most instrumental parts of determining how I now think and act and setting an example for me for how to let love lead in my life. My mom is a child psychologist, so she knows firsthand how mean some kids can be. Me being one of those mean kids was the last thing she would have ever wanted, so she taught me through how she acted that love and compassion are really how you get far in life. Nobody likes the kid who's mean and exclusive in high school because if they don't change, they're going to bring people down instead of bringing people up. Nobody wants to be that guy. My mom was always the first to tell me, whenever there was a new kid at Kilgore, to be nice as possible to them. She always encouraged me to talk to them, invite them to hang out at recess, and everything else. This is now ingrained into my mind. If someone looks lonely, go see if they want someone to talk to. You could really help someone out. My youth has also been heavily influenced by my dad, who's over there. <laughs> He's got a bit of a different approach. He's more on the side of tough love. He wants me to be able to do my own thing, learn on my own, and make mistakes so that I can learn from them and develop a good lifestyle. 
He does, however, lovingly make sure that I know that mistakes are not the end of the world and that there's always ways to make it work. In our family, saying I love you is something that happens constantly. Now the day of my life has passed without hearing these three words from my parents multiple times. When I go to school in the morning, when I go to bed at night, any time I leave the house, the end of phone calls, whenever else it happens. So many times. I think I've probably said that phrase more than any other phrase in my life. My grandparents, who I call Mimi and Pa, are here and here. Um, I don't know why they're all so spread out today. Uh, but they also tell me they love me all the time. I say it back. And they also let love lead by example. Both my parents work, so when I was in elementary school, I would go over to my grandparents' house in the morning before school and after school just to hang out. My grandma would make me breakfast every day, not just any breakfast. People who know me know what food I like. Can, can I get it? it? It's bacon. They, they got it. I, I like bacon a lot. Uh, my grandma would make it for me nearly every day, sending me to school with a full belly from a hearty warm breakfast. After school, my grandma was always ready to greet me, give me snacks, good space to do homework. And it was, it was always with such a joy. If I ever needed help, I could just go and ask her. She helped me a lot just by keeping me on task. And she, she was a first grade teacher, so as I got older, she may not have personally known the answer right away, but she would still help me get through it and figure it out. Sometimes now, my grandparents will ask me to come help them with things. When my, whenever my grandfather asks, he never expects me to come or requires anything. He's always very thankful and loving whenever my brother Mitch and I go over and help him out with things. And we, we have fun doing it. He's always interested to hear what's going on in our lives. He asks lots of questions and listens to, well to what we say. My grandparents seem to have a constant stream of love just spewing out of them. They just love people. This is rubbing off on me, and I want to be able to live like that. Being nice, loving everyone, and being able to show people that they're loved. I think that's just the best way to live. My parents and grandparents always let love lead by even just showing up, literally showing up at everything I do with school. Sports games, marching band competitions, even dances. Um, I don't that part was a bit not fun, but... <laughs> having them there at the sports games, having them there at the marching band competitions, they weren't just cheering for me, they were cheering for my friends. And I never really realized how important that was, that they showed up for me until I realized that some of my friends' parents didn't show up and that my parents being there cheering for them helped them be, feel loved. Albeit the most relevant of my experience of love for you guys is church, since we're all here. Uh, Knox has been really instrumental in teaching me to let love lead. Knox is always the most welcoming environment for me. As soon as I walk in the door every Sunday for youth group, the KYG leaders are also spread out today. Um, they all immediately greet me with such joy. They're always happy. They truly care about each and every one of us. I've been heavily influenced by my friends here in the youth group as well, who have been nice to me and friendly from day one, when we were like that tall-ish somewhere. I can't imagine being that height anymore. It's kind of crazy. Um, even more so than being nice on day one, they've stayed nice, even through rough times of being a teen in the 21st century. Can't say that for most of the people at my school. With the youth group, uh, 
David said that we go to the Montreal Youth Conference in the mountains of North Carolina every summer. Through this retreat, I've had more experience with letting love lead by trying to be friendly to people that I don't know and be open with them, but also not being judgmental towards them when they open up. There was one year where there was a turquoise picnic table set outside where anyone was invited to sit and talk with people who you never would have met otherwise. And I thought that was an incredible idea as a way to let love lead by just sitting down with someone you don't know. Sometimes it is very difficult to let love lead, but I always try as hard as I can. I'm currently an elder here at Knox. And through this experience, we've discussed a lot about how we can let love lead when it comes to race relations. We've determined that just not seeing color is never really true, so you can't rely on it as our saving grace. It's a very touchy subject, but Session at Knox is not shying away from the, having these tough conversations, really looking at ourselves as individuals and at Knox as a church. This church has given me so much that I've decided that I really want to let love lead and give back to it. As a part of my Eagle Scout project, I've decided that I want to create and execute a plan to clean up the Michigan Avenue parking lot, because it's looking a bit overgrown. And I decided that as another part of the project, I want to build a turquoise table here at Knox. One that will welcome not just Knox members into discussion, but also members of the community to sit and chat and see what Knox has to offer and how its members let love lead. And I just want to say one last thing up here. I want to say thank you to everyone here at Knox for being a part of the beginnings of my journey to let love lead throughout my entire life. Hello everyone. My name is Anna Carly and I'm a senior at Walnut Hills High School. Please help, I'm homeless. I felt guilty, uncomfortable, and even intimidated when I've seen people holding signs with these pleas. I've also learned that anyone can become homeless. My classmate Zion confided in me that he only eats at school and that he stays with friends as often as he can, but sometimes he's literally living on the street. Here at church, I have helped host families who are searching for affordable housing, and I observed that homelessness does not discriminate. I couldn't look away from these signs anymore. When I heard about a trip to Washington, D.C. to learn about homelessness, I saw it as a chance to help Zion and the kids who spent the weekends at our church. Boarding the bus, I joined my fellow youth groupers and youth leaders. Once we arrived, we stayed in the Pilgrimage Church, which is pretty much in the center of D.C. We met with a woman who explained why we were there to take part in this mission. I remember her specifically asking if we had toilet paper at our schools or enough books for our classes. I remember thinking, I guess we do. The toilet paper is super thin and floppy, though. Then she began to tell us that many schools, uh, many public schools in D.C. don't even have toilet paper. You can probably imagine how ignorant I felt. That was the first of many moments where I began to realize how fortunate I am and that we seriously need to make a change. We set out for the city, specifically the DuPont Circle. We had made sandwiches and were ready to pass them out. Unsure of what was to come, I told myself to let love lead and what will happen will happen. Every single person we gave lunch to was so thankful and gave us the brightest smiles. Each person told us their stories, which were all so different but equally heartbreaking. It's easy to make assumptions about someone's life based on what you see, but when you let love lead and really listen, you begin to understand that every person is a person just like you or me. One of the most touching moments on that day in the circle was a man who asked to pray with us. We all stood in the circle, holding hands, and prayed. Moving many of us to tears, I truly felt love at that moment. 
Throughout the trip, we were placed in many situations where we interacted with the homeless, whether it was at the DuPont Circle or Soup Kitchen or another local church. One day, though, we participated in a simulation for homelessness. Again, I thought, oh, I got this. I've taken junior achievement classes and economics classes. This will be easy. Wrong. <laughs> Within the first 10 minutes of the simulation, I missed the hypothetical bus and lost my job. A few minutes later, I was homeless. So much for those classes. As silly as this sounds, this is one of the things that stuck with me the most. Homelessness does not discriminate. It can happen to anyone. These people who we see at the stoplights or under bridges are no different than us, and we should treat them as such. We're all human. We all have hobbies, emotions, favorite foods, jokes, and other commonalities. So I have a request for all of you. The next time you see someone in need or someone with these signs, don't ignore them. They're human. Even a smile or a wave can make someone's day, make them feel more alive again. Let your love lead. You never know where it will take you. What would God want you to do?